This is Annie Stevens Gleason, Minister for Worship and Incorporation at the Episcopal Church of the Redeemer in Cincinnati, Ohio, and I'd like to welcome you to our worship podcast. Greetings and good evening. Grace and peace to you. This is Reverend Gary Lubin serving as deacon with the Episcopal Church of the Redeemer in Cincinnati, Ohio. Welcome to our daily devotion in the early evening for individuals and families, which can be found on page 139 of the Book of Common Prayer. Today's reading from the daily office is John chapter 6, verses 52 through 59. Now, let us begin our worship together. O gracious light, pure brightness of the ever-living Father in heaven, O Jesus Christ, holy and blessed, now as we come to the setting of the sun and our eyes behold the vesper light, we sing your praises, O God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. You are worthy at all times to be praised by happy voices, O Son of God, O giver of life, and to be glorified through all the worlds. A reading from the Gospel according to John. The Jews then disputed among themselves, saying, How can this man give us his flesh to eat? So Jesus said to them, Very truly I tell you, unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you have no life in you. Those who eat my flesh and drink my blood have eternal life and I will raise them up on the last day. For my flesh is true food, and my blood is true drink. Those who eat my flesh and drink my blood abide in me and I in them. Just as the living Father sent me, and I live because of the Father, so whoever eats me will live because of me. This is the bread that came down from heaven not like that which the ancestors ate, and they died. But the one who eats this bread will live forever. He said these things while he was teaching in a synagogue at Capernaum. The Gospel of our Lord. Well, good evening once again. In today's reading from John, we find Jesus teaching in a synagogue at Capernaum. The congregation is nonplussed and dispute among themselves about what is being said by Jesus. Jesus overhears them saying, How can this man give us his flesh to eat? Eat his flesh? Drink his blood? Are we cannibals? Or just what? Eat me, drink me, Jesus says. Jesus the Christ? Yeah, right. He said that. Now, to take that literally makes no sense at all. First and foremost, practically speaking, there would just not be enough of Jesus to go around. <laughs> so, so what is Jesus talking about? You know, I am reminded just a little bit of Alice's Adventures in Wonderland by Lewis Carroll. Do you remember? Except in our case... We do not become outlandishly or abnormally tall by consuming a Wonderland special cake 
or become very small with a sip of drink me potion. And then, of course, there was that mushroom Alice discovered with the help of a hookah-smoking caterpillar. Now, let's digest all of what Jesus said. Those who eat my flesh and drink my blood abide in me and I in them. Abide. Key word, this abide. The Greek word used here is meno, which can mean to stay, to remain, as well as to abide. Webster's definition of abide is to accept or act in accordance with. Nuances are to continue in, to dwell in. Yes, stay in, remain in, dwell in, continue in Jesus. To be in accordance with. To be consistently obedient. Now, it smacks of submission or surrender. But what is wrong with advancing to the rear to experience a retreat? I guess what could be wrong with that is obedience means uh, giving up of our precious egos. Especially in our culture, which celebrates independence over interdependence. Now, a divine irony is the reciprocal of abiding in Christ. Christ abides in us as well. Yes, at our invitation, Jesus stays in, remains in, dwells in, continues in us all as individuals, as well as, and especially, in interdependent community. So, in a nutshell, instead of becoming too big or too small, we can become just the right size by communing with, being like, being in Christ and Christ in us, to be a size appropriate in our lives in this time and place. We are to invest in Jesus' example, to have a share with him, to listen and to follow and to share the good news. You know, God made us humans in God's very image with God's very breath, ruah, by breathing life into us as we are told in the book of Genesis, you know, the book of beginnings. And then God took it one step further. God actually became like us, real flesh and real blood, to let us know firsthand and personal like that God knows not just imagining, but God knows what it is like. Of course, me thinks God knows all along, but desires for us to know that God knows, understands, sympathizes, empathizes with us and our human condition, both blessed and cursed by free choice. We are not automatons. We're not robots. We're not AI-generated. We are human beings with freedom to choose. God sets the stage for us to appreciate that God knows what condition our condition is in, knows full well what it is literally like to be human living on the planet Earth, our little blue marble, inconsequential third rock from the sun, hurtling through space. By doing so, God invites us to reflect and to see ourselves as God does and intends, brimming with potentiality, potency, capability, 
And it all is about abiding. Now, what exactly does abiding in God look like? God who creates us, rescues us, sustains us. What does abiding in Christ, in Jesus, look like? Well, let me offer these ideas. It means to trust that Jesus is everything we need and very simply, all that we need. To imitate Jesus, to be like Jesus, to be gracious, to be merciful, to be just, in a word, love, to love, to celebrate diversity, to abide in each other in an intertwined, interconnected community, to accept and act in accordance with God's intentions for us. Each of us is like Jesus, each in our own unique way, each one of us a distinctive, irreplaceable image of God who can abide to represent Jesus, advocate for Jesus, being champions for Jesus. Jesus assures us that if we abide in him, follow him, obey his commands, or in other words, align our lives with his teachings, we will have a peace that transcends all understanding. Abiding in Jesus means to follow him, to listen attentively to him, embrace and follow his commands. Jesus presents us with an if-then scenario. Peace is a direct result of surrender. It is a divine irony that in surrender we obtain freedom and peace, true freedom and peace. Jesus summed it all up. Love God and love one another. Love as in grace, mercy, justice. I recall the four words of the motto of Bishop Thompson, who ordained me. We are called to reconcile, heal, liberate, and serve. That will give us all God's peace. Amen. And now, a reading from the second letter of Paul to the Corinthians. It is not ourselves that we proclaim. We proclaim Christ Jesus as Lord and ourselves as your servants, for Jesus' sake. For the same God who said, out of darkness let light shine, has caused his light to shine within us, to give the light to revelation, the revelation of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. Let us now say together the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. And now the collect for the fourth Sunday after Epiphany. Almighty and everlasting God, you govern all things, both in heaven and on earth. Mercifully hear the supplications of your people, and in our time grant us your peace. Through Jesus Christ our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. Let us now take some time pausing our worship together, if you need to do that, 
to offer up our prayers of intercession, thanksgiving, and praise for the world, for the church, for our national life, for the social and natural orders, for family and personal life, in particular for those who are suffering and those who have died. And now let us say together the Collect for the Human Family, which is found on page 815 of the Book of Common Prayer. O God, you made us in your own image and redeemed us through Jesus, your Son. Look with compassion on the whole human family. Take away the arrogance and hatred which infect our hearts. Break down the walls that separate us. Unite us in bonds of love and work through our struggle and confusion to accomplish your purposes on earth, that in your good time all nations and races may serve you in harmony around your heavenly throne. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. And now the Collect for Social Order and Social Justice on page 823. Grant, O God, that your holy and life-giving spirit may so move every human heart and especially the hearts of the people of this land that barriers which divide us may crumble, suspicions disappear, and hatred cease, that our divisions being healed, we may live in justice and peace. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Lord Jesus, stay with us for evening is at hand and a day is past. Be our companion in the way. Kindle our hearts and awaken hope that we may know you as you are revealed in Scripture and the breaking of bread. Grant this for the sake of your love. Amen. Now in this time of God's revelation to all people in all the world, go into the world in peace, hope, and joy to seek and serve God being and doing God's grace, mercy, and justice. Do everything in love.